You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub is your neighborhood pub in the heart of the Glebe. Great people, great food, and tasty drinks. Visit them at 779 Bank Street and tell them Locked On Senators sent you. I'm Ross Levitan, and yes, I've got the boys with me at Brandon Pillar 1 and at Laleem's Martian following a 5-2 loss for your Ottawa Senators against the Los Angeles Kings. They cannot crown the Kings and beat them for the season series. They lose this one, and it really fell apart early as we do each and every postcast. Pilsy, your immediate reaction following the loss. I mean, this game was over pretty quickly, let's be honest. The Sens gave us a, a grasp of hope when they made it 2-1, but that 3-1 goal, that was it. Uh, just unfortunate, bad timing goals happening quickly. And I know normally I stick up for the attendees, hashtag goalie-friendly show, but, I mean, Cam Talbot was, was just bad tonight, unfortunately. And yes, James Mitchell, I was worried about this. I hit the over, didn't I? I got one out of two right, but yes, I did mush the Ottawa Senators, as I usually do. My apologies. Yeah, that's difficult, eh, Pilsy? When you come off two really nice emotional wins, like the ones they had over the yeah. weekend there, and then they come out and they lay an egg like tonight, it's like, ah. It's like, what? we thought they were on the up and up here. The awesome. game against, the, you know, this is a game against the, the LA Kings, who should be an easy opponent, especially with the goaltender that they had in that net tonight. <laughs> like, who's this guy, right? And he comes out of nowhere and, and snags a W on them here, but. I don't know, boys. I feel like this might just be one they got to throw away here because uh, I, I feel like, you know, the vibes were looking good. They just kind of got to get out of this little 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 dip in the road here. You can't win them all. So, like, can't get, get can't get too low on, on, a, on a loss like that one when really, like, it was over from the start. They, like, they dropped the puck and 10 minutes in, the game is pretty much over. Yeah, so what I'm trying to do is get a little less high and low after each and every game. Like, oh, no. We suck again. It's oh, too no. stressful if we do that, Ross. It's too stressful. Each and every game, it feels like. And then it's like, okay, now they're building something. Need to need to kind of stay a little more even keel. But again, that's being a fan too. You, you feel like they're playing well. And even tonight, you look at the shots on goal, you look at the chances for, and you're like, okay, pretty even game. No, it's 4-1 after the first period. Uh, sorry, 4-1 <laughs> after the first period. We'll get into how awkward that fourth goal was. But... 5-1 midway through the second. Like, the Sens get no even strength goals today. The power play looked good. No even strength goals, though. That's a big problem. The biggest problem is starting on time, though. Minute 35 in, Matt Roy opens the scoring for the Los Angeles Kings. Extended zone time on the shift. Bad rebound by Cam Talbot. Kopitar gets it back to the point. Down low, cross ice, and it's in the back of the net. You'd think you'd learn your lesson, right? Wrong. 40 seconds later, Iafalo beats Hamannick wide. You gotta get a better pinch into the boards by Hamannick. Take player away from the puck. Kings beat Sens with the change there. Lazat comes into the zone flying untouched like Moses breaking the Red Sea. And he just flies down. No, I'm not going to shoot. I'm actually going to go back down low and feed another defenseman. Look at that. The Sens give up two goals, both the defensemen. It's Mikey Anderson's second of the year. 215 in like at that point Pilsy do you start thinking about pulling Cam Talbot because they left him in for three more after that 
I don't think I would have pulled him at the 2 nothing goal. I think the timeout was a good call just to be like, okay, guys, like, I don't know if you know, but this is an NHL hockey game that's already started here, and we're down 2 nothing. I think the timeout was the right move, but I would have pulled Talbot probably on the fourth goal there. I wouldn't have left him in for the fifth one. 2 nothing is a little early, especially with the way hockey goes these days. A 2 nothing lead, especially with lots of hockey left, is not safe at all, even up against the Ottawa Senators. But, yeah. This one, I can't really back Talbot up much here because it was a bad, bad start for him. How about you, Martian? Would you pull them there? It was a bad start for them, but I almost would. Yeah, Rod. I mean, I have hindsight on my side here, Pilsy, so it's not like I can really say this. But to be honest, yeah, like that's the kind of shakeup that they probably needed because they clearly were not ready for the start of the game. And I was actually just listening to the post-game press conference with DJ Smith, and he was, he was actually taking accountability for it here that on this one. And this is something that we've been asking for a lot as fans, right? Where we want him to take a little bit more accountability as a coach and not use the same excuses over and over in each of his post-game press press conferences. And in this one, I got to give him a bit of credit here. He actually came right out and said it. He said, this one's on me for not getting these guys ready. I thought they were ready to go and they clearly weren't. And um, that definitely showed tonight when, as soon as they came out of the gate, it's like, holy crap, LA just came in waves and, and they were hungry and the Sens weren't. Yeah, you could tell the Sens were not hungry here. I mean... They were full. Yeah, they, they were full. And I really thought that this is... The LA Kings are kind of a good measuring stick for the Sens, right? They started their rebuild in a similar spot. Byfield goes two, Timmy goes three. Like, their their big draft picks are right there as well. Both of these there. teams... Go ahead. Both of these teams have been using future assets to bring in uh, top tier, top six guys like Fiala, like to bring it. Uh, they're bringing in Giroux. They brought in Philippe Deneau. Like, you know, they kind of are making similar moves. Both of them, the decor is struggling and goaltending not so uh, not so great. So I thought this was a game where the Ottawa Senators could have taken advantage of a guy that hasn't had an NHL win in 1,358 days. But like I, I like usually am, I was wrong. Before. I feel like they've done that before. It's like these guys come out of nowhere and get wins against the Sens. It's every time. Pilsy, as you said, Ottawa gets another backup. Yep. I I, I told you, you you were certain Quick was going to come in. I was like, don't, don't think that the pattern and trend we've been seeing is not going to continue here. Phoenix Copley, North Pole native, gets the W. I mean, He's now 3-0 up against the Sens in his career. You said backup. This is a, another third stringer. Third stringer, yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, Cal Peterson, we all know that. I think most people who were following hockey have heard this story about when they got, you know, blown or they allowed nine goals and then they waved this guy that they just signed with like a long term deal. It's kind of a message to the team, but holy crap, like they got this guy <laughs> Copley in there that we've never heard of before. Just want to get one thing corrected. Our friend Alex pointed this out to us in our YouTube comments today. By the way, Locked On Senators, available five days a week, Monday through Friday. Hilsey. Uh-oh. What the I North do? Pole, Alaska, is located about 2,800 kilometers away from the North Pole. Well, I said he's from North Pole. <laughs> like, fact or fiction, is he from North Pole? He is from I North Pole. I guess I've been putting the the in front of that, so that's fair. <laughs> I also said South Africa was the South Pole, so I'm I'm generalizing here, guys. Jeez. Oh, so, <laughs> at that point, it's 2-1 in 
in the hockey game and Ottawa gets a quick power play. All of a sudden, it's looking like the over's going to hit. It's looking like it's going to be an entertaining shootout-style game, the likes of which we've seen from L.A. last week with that overtime loss, 9-8 to Seattle. Just like that wild back-and-forth game between Montreal last night with Vancouver. But it was Drake Batherson, his first goal in 10 games from Tim Stutzla and Thomas Shabbat. Great keep-in from Timmy on that play. Gets then, sets it up to Shabbat. Back to Timmy, one-timer. Makes no mistake. Great overall play by Timmy Martian. What'd you see on that one? Yeah, that was just sheer dominance from Tim Stussel with his puck control on the power play there. And that, that looked like it was going to maybe become a bit of a turning point in the game, I thought, because the way that they were moving the puck around and the way that, you know, Timmy was keeping it in and, and making the right passes, it seemed. He had a lot of patience with the puck and making the right decisions. They were really setting things up. And then sure enough, you know, he makes the right choice again and decides to take that shot with Batherson sitting there out front and, and Batherson whacked her home. So it was, it was a really great power play goal and the power play stayed hot for the rest of the game. But uh, I really like that goal there. That, that's textbook for the boys. They, that's what they should be doing every time. You know what? We don't see enough of Timmy maybe running. I, I know it's a little bit sketchy having him as the last man back. Um, but in that power play situation, like it's, it's kind of nice to have a guy like him there. Um, it's very similar to like the way Carlson does it. And we know we, we all like Branstrom when he's back there, the way he kind of does it too. With the, he has a lot of poise, I find, with the puck when he has that extra time and space on the man advantage. And then, you know, Shabbat can do it too. But I think Timmy of the three, like he's the best for it because he's got the best vision and the best skills, I would say, with the puck. Yeah, he certainly does. So at that point, Ottawa's looking good. I thought they were going to make a comeback. And then Timmy takes a penalty on Anze Kopitar probably one that he would like to regroup on. I know he didn't like it immediately, but definitely kicked the leg out as Kopitar did a quick spin and the Kings score again. It's Arvidsson from Moore and Dursey. Nice passing play. Dursey like real quick down low. Moore one touches it over to Arvidsson. That's the one where I don't blame Cam Talbot. Not much he could do on that one. Hey, eh, Pills? Yeah, you know, that's that's fair. Like it's Arvidsson is all alone back door. What's Talbot going to do? Sure. Yeah. And then, I mean, things go from bad to worse. Like, you allow two goals in 40 seconds at the start of the period. This time, it's a little bit longer, but still, within three minutes, Victor Arvidsson, again. And can we talk about how awkward this was, that they come back from a commercial break, and Claire Hanna starts interviewing a leader in the Indigenous community, asks how important this is. And then there's a drive into deep center field, and that's 4 nothing. Nick Castellanos. I think it was <laughs> who wrote that. But it, it was literally reminiscent of that uh, Cleveland Reds announcer. That was big yikes. And like, there's so much time during a broadcast. The intermission's 18 minutes. I don't know why they had to sneak it in after commercial break. It just really felt awkward in that situation. And it's like, oh, so- sorry. We'll get back to you actually on how important this is. We're actually going to talk about this very important 4-1 goal for the opposition team. That was a tough look by the TSN broadcast. Yeah, that was a very bad producer decision. Like, I think we can all probably imagine that was the producer getting in Claire Hanna's ear and saying, oh, we got a goal, cut over to Gord. And then, you know, they have to go to the goal. But, like, why can't they just finish that segment? It's a 4-1 goal. Finish the segment, and then after, you know, they've said their piece, then, you know, <laughs> then say, hey, there was, a, there was a goal in case you weren't watching. <laughs> you know? well, what else happens? We often see it where when a player comes back to get the tribute video, they just cut out the first commercial break and then it'll tack on during the intermission, one commercial added here, one commercial added there. But instead, they tried to force in the commercials, and the play started 
as the interview started. It's not one of those where like the interview is just ending. Yeah. Hey, the final yeah. question. They started it when the play started. It made absolutely no sense. And the fact that Ottawa then had another scoring opportunity after they went back to her after the four one goal, if they had to cut her off again, I mean, no. like that, that would have been absolutely brutal. Okay. Yeah, that, that's tough, especially when you're emphasizing the point that, you know, these people are trying to be heard and yeah. there's an important message, right? Like I agree with you, Ross. I think the correct play there is give them four minutes in the intermission, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah really they, they were like, they were talking about the, the importance of visibility for indigenous people. And they literally just in the middle of them explaining why it was, it, it's a good thing. They, they cut them off for a goal. Yeah. I know. It, I know. I think we, we all agree on this one. It's, it's yeah. kind of like just a bad, bad look for TSN. Let's just say thank you that it didn't result in another goal because if they had interrupted her again, it would have been hard to come back from. I think it was already hard to come back from, but um, all right. I think that's enough of that. But great on the Senators for having the Indigenous. Um, what, what did they call it exactly? I don't want to mince the words up too bad, but Indigenous Appreciation Night, was that – that how they how they worded it. I'm just pulling it up here. How the sense put it. Yeah, all right. That's my understanding. Of it. Yeah. Indigenous Peoples Appreciation Night. Yes, and the yeah. senators made their logo on Twitter with the uh, Dreamcatcher in the background. That nice, eh? Super cool. So enjoy yeah, that. Logo did, did they get any um, warm up jerseys out of it? I feel like I've seen it before where where they rocked that. Anyways. I yeah, I don't think they went. I don't think they took it that far, but I hope they do do that soon because other teams definitely have. Like Vancouver, I think is the, is the one that has done it for for years and years, and other teams. Yeah, Winnipeg too, and the Texas teams are starting to do Hispanic appreciation nights and things like that too, which nice. is which is pretty cool. And they're going to do jerseys for those, yeah. right? And and that's cool too. So uh, more of that is is good for hockey for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. Well, the goal made it four one Ottawa at that point. You're like, okay, all right. Let's see how this can get even worse, and it certainly did. In the second period, as Ottawa fans, they were they were hoping, and we were at the top of the the mountain yelling for Kevin Fiala in the offseason. He doesn't mm-hmm. score for Ottawa, but he scores in Ottawa. Your thoughts on that five one goal, Pills? Sadness. Um, <laughs> I I really liked Kevin Fiala, and I thought he would have been a good fit here. I, I still maintain that I think the Debrinket trade was was the right move because like we talked about in today's episode ross the minnesota wild had to give up a big prospect it was boldy right no or uh, no they yeah. received boldy no it was the, it was the minnesota defenseman oh there. favor favor brock favor yeah okay i mixed those guys up not boldy um so yeah. that's a big prospect plus a first and the ottawa centers didn't lose any prospects and they had a lot of draft capital to get to bring it so i'm still okay with that but Fiala had himself one hell of a night. I mean, geez, like that's got to feel good if you're if you're Kevin Fiala and he continues to lead the LA Kings. Now I think he has 31 points this season. Not bad. Ninth goal of the season. He also had an assist in this game. Victor Arvidsson had two goals as well. Anze Kopitar, three assists. It was a stat stuffer night for the Los yeah. Angeles Kings. But when you look at the shots on goal, Ottawa outshoots. The LA Kings, 33 to 28. It just so happens their starting goalie allowed five goals on 28 shots. Sorry. Five At goals. one point, Ross, it was four goals and 11 shots. Early Sorry. In the game. Yeah. No, it was uh, 
it was it was five goals on on fifteen for uh, for Talbot, and then Forsberg came in, mopped it up. Brutal, brutal, all in all in this game. Let's get into the power play afterwards and our Sun Central standouts. We'll take your questions as well. And I like Graham's point here. Can't blame a single player. The entire team was just brutal. And I, I'd even say, except like I still think that Timmy Giroux, Brady, they're creating when they're on the ice. The nine other forwards are doing absolutely nothing to help this team win the game. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, let's tell you about our friends at the Glebe Central Pub. The postcast all season long is sponsored by the Glebe Central Pub. Not only are they in the heart of the Glebe, GlebeCentralPub.com, 779 Bank Street, right in the main strip of the Glebe, right on Bank Street. I believe it's between 2nd and 3rd Avenue. Great place to grab a pint. Daily beer specials. Every Sens game on TV, weekly food specials. You like darts? Great bar game. They got darts. And they also offer upcoming buses, shuttles to and from Ottawa Senators game. And what better way to get the shuttle rolling from the Glebe Central Pub than for December 14th against the Montreal Canadiens? That's going to be a great, great game right here in your nation's capital. Get on the shuttle. Don't drink and drive. Drink. Have some fun with the fellas on the bus. Enjoy it. Get to the CTC safely. Get home safely. And the best part is it drops you right back off at the Glebe Central Pub. You can also get the shuttle on December 22nd, December 23rd, and December 27th. So we cannot recommend it enough. They are the bar to go to in the Glebe. And we appreciate them for making us their first sponsor. So go to the Glebe Central Pub. Let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. We appreciate you, Glebe Central Pub. Have a pint for us there. And go check them out, Glebe Central Pub, in the heart of the Glebe. It's your neighborhood pub. It's the Glebe Central Pub. Let's get back to our Send Central standouts after a quick breather with a little best time. You're listening to the postcast after a 5-2 loss. For the Ottawa Senators against the LA Kings. Martian, it's the Send Central standouts presented by the Glebe Central Pub. Okay. So, always Got Central. It. Hey, should we get some good vibes going, Pilsy? Hey. hey. We can try. Through the Martian universe. Should we tell them what care package is coming for them? <laughs> Ooh. You guys Let's send me a gift? It. Let's save it. Yeah, we, we got you a little package coming. In the chat, let us know what you think. If you can guess what Pillsy and I got Martian. As a little yeah, I wonder what the guesses will be. Me too. Keep it clean, people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Martian, give me yeah. a standout, pal. I'm going to go with Thomas Shabbat here tonight, fellas. Yes. I, I, You know, I, I thought of all the guys at the back end. He was certainly the guy who probably had the best night of a lot of those guys. And, uh, and he, you know, his hard work kind of paid off tonight with the with the goal on the power play. And it's nice to see him actually use his shot for once, you know, on that power play. He doesn't usually uh, unload one like that. But that was, that was a big, you know, that was a big shot as far as Thomas Shabbat shots from the point go. He added another assist on the on the Timmy goal. Um, so yeah, I thought Thomas Shabal had a pretty good night tonight. He uh, logged big minutes as usual, and uh, yeah, and yeah, obviously he got that last goal there in the third period when we were talking about you know our uh, breakdown of the game. I think we we kind of brushed over that 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 last goal by Thomas Shabbat, but um, yeah, you know the big shot from the point made a big difference there. So 
We won't say in particular what we got, but we have already gotten the right answer. But before yeah, we got get quick. to it, Graham does stuff. I mean, this would have been a great, great gift for the Marsh and a parlay win. But Pils- yeah. Fortunately, I don't have I that power. <laughs> yeah, Pillsy would not be handing those out. Uh, Kevin mentioned <laughs> power play looked great today. We'll touch on that a little bit more. But yes, you are getting a care package from our friend Farm to Fork Martian. So ah. get ready, pal. It's going to be a good one. Trust me. And okay. uh, we're giving you a little, uh, what do they call it? Like like day spending money? What do you call it, uh, Pills? Per diem. Per diem. Uh, per diem. We're giving them a little per diem to go to LC. Per meet them. And, and grab, a, grab a little rouge for, uh, for the red wine. As uh, you know, that comes right out of my heart. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, Farm to Fork. You can check them out. We appreciate our friends, yep. Farm to Fork. We're dropping a little care package off for Mert Method as well. So you fellows are going to have to have a grilling competition. That's all I got to say there. All awesome. right. So thanks, boys. So we we appreciate you, man. You're you're a big part of the postcast, big part of the show, best friend of the show. There's no question about that. So five two loss. The Senators still four and two in their last six games. And okay, I'm ready for a spin zone as I hand off another standout to our boy Brandon Pillar. Um, little spin zone. Better to lose in regulation to a Western Conference team. Hey, Pills, what do you think about that one? Love it. Yep, that is uh, definitely a good point to make there. And hey, as I as Pillsy giveth with or taketh with the goalies, he giveth hashtag goalie friendly show. Anton Forsberg, perfect in relief. In relief, uh, Ross. We talked about it in today's show. You you mentioned you thought once you get to start, I thought Forsberg. He played well last game. I like giving goalies some – give them time to stay in the groove and they're in the groove. Stick with it. I agree that Talbot has been the better goalie, but I think you got to ride the ebbs and flows when you have a tandem like Talbot and Forsberg. And I really thought Forsberg should have got that start. And he gets 14 out of 14 saves here. And sure, the game's over by this point, but – he does what he needs to do, and he's perfect in this one. So my Sun Central standout brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub, Anton Forsberg. So w- would you say that Anton Forsberg benefited from rest? Was it a weapon for him tonight? Rest is a weapon. I've, if I hear that one more time, I'll go crazy. <laughs> but um, So Thursday in Dallas, Pilsy, just to pick up on that. Thursday in Dallas, who starts, Cam Talbot or Anton Forsberg? Nah, Forsberg. You got to give it to Forsy here. All right. Martian, how about you? Yeah, I'm with you there, Phil. So I think Forsberg's the right choice there. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, it's crazy. Like when Cam Talbot's been good, he's been really good. And when he's been bad, like San Jose, like yes. tonight, he's been yeah. really, really bad. Let us know in the comments as well. We want to hear right now who starts in goal on Thursday in Dallas. I didn't even mention yet. Fellas, down 5-1 in this game. You lose 5-2 in front of the dads. I know. Oh, the dad's trip. My central standout is those dads having to sit through all together, put on a smiling face, have a few pints, mingle when their boys are laying an egg out there on the ice. That must be tough. Yeah, it'd be a lot more fun for them up in that box, I think, if the Sens were lighting it up. That's definitely for sure. Yep. It's fun to watch uh, Jeff Sanderson and Keith Kachuk up there together, eh? A couple old NHL That's vets awesome. up there. Those guys have a lot of games in their belt between the two of them together, right? I'm sure they've played plenty of games against each other. Um, old war stories maybe while they're up there. But, yeah, now that Jake Sanderson's like a, a you know part of this team permanently, that, that's pretty cool seeing those two guys up there together. 100%. And just wait until, you know, Ridley Gregg gets here, his dad's in the mix, and then 
A um, couple other guys in the organization. I'm blanking on names right now. Who am I missing, Pilsy? I know uh, I'm missing at least one more. Did Dwayne Norris get NHL time, or was he just in Germany? I think he got a couple of games. We'll and then what about Bathurst's dad played pro somewhere, too? Yep. Not really NHL. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, if you guys had to guess here, and I want to hear everyone's answer in the chat, how many games combined? How many NHL games combined for Jeff Sanderson and Keith Kachuk? I'm going twenty three hundred seventy seven. Oh my! You're like you're within a hundred. That's Woo! pretty. Good. Wow! I'm getting better at this. Okay, I'm gonna say tw- I'm gonna say twenty two hundred. That's not within a hundred, dude. <laughs> It's not with him. He rounded. He was close around. Yeah, I rounded. 2,305. Keith Kachuk played 1,201 games, and and, uh, Jeff Sanderson played 1,104. That's that's a lot of NHL games. The two of them both combined for 1,765 points in the National Hockey League. That's super impressive. Big number. That's a that's a big number. Wow. For two. I wonder if there's any other team where there's two guys who have combined for that much. I mean, Matthew's got the same starting point as Brady. Can we talk about for a second Winnipeg tonight? Because so I texted awesome. I texted my uh, my fiance's sister's fiance. So what's that? Like my future brother-in-law, I guess, to put it simply. And he was at the game, but I didn't know that. I sent him the message. Your if fiance anyone, in law. What the hell? What the hell is he talking about? Brady's better was the chant in Winnipeg. That's so right? awesome. As Matthew Kachuk's Florida Panthers took on the Jets. That is amazing stuff. So I, I texted really him and he texted me back. He goes, I know I was participating. So shout out Adam as well. Good stuff. Nice. Brady's better. Awesome. Um, I know we've all done our Sen Central standouts here. And Have we? Maybe, yeah, you were the uh, the dads. Oh, dads. Um yeah. <laughs> way, way to remember your own standout minutes ago. You guys are fighting um, with Timmy now, right? <laughs> but Timmy would be the other one to sleep. But I want to give a shout out to. Wait, was he anybody's locked? Was he anybody's locked on player day, Timmy? Yeah, he was yours, wasn't he? Oh, right. Okay. Sick. My lookout player had a game. He's Sean Dursey looking good out there. Um, yeah, but I want to hey, give. Who traded him? Who gave a... up on him? Who traded him? All right, that's right. The Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, I want to give him, a shout-out to Derek Broussard. 12 for 14 in the face-off dot. Sheesh. That's not bad. And while I'm on the face-off chat, you guys know this was my posty stats. Mark Kaslick, 8 for 9. So the Sens did my key to victory, dominating in the face-off dot. Did, However, yeah. big old uh, thumbs down in the wins-loss category here. How did the Ottawa Senators fix their fourth line? That was a question I asked on Twitter at Sense Central. And we got, it was actually unbelievable how many, 65 replies on how the Ottawa Senators can fix the fourth line. Martian, what would you do? Yeah, almost, like this, The thing about this is, it, it, I don't think this is going to happen, but I would love to see them mix in a bit of a, a fresh blood there, right? Guys like Crookshank and, and even Sokolov, you know, we talked about doing something like that. I know Ridley's injured now, and he would, I mean, he would be a great option to get in there too in that mix. Um, at this point with that fourth line, I, I'm cool with completely overhauling it to whatever else you can do because – any combination is probably going to be better with one than the one that they've been rolling out, you know, left and right. They're they're not contributing. Kelly has zero goals, 
Watson has two. And what, Casty had three at the beginning of the year and he hasn't scored in probably 20 games. So, like, where are these guys offensive? Like, there's no secondary scoring on this team and they're just chasing the puck around when they're out there, I find. So, Pilsy, power rank the three guys on the fourth line. Like, how who you would keep in the most and then working down to who needs the most improvement. I think Cassie should stay. I don't really have a problem with Cassie. Like I mentioned, his faceoff stats are just so good. And I, I like him as a big body out there. And he's a guy that can defend people's honor when Brady Kachuk doesn't have to. So I think you keep Cassie there no matter what. Yeah, which ironically, he's the guy that's been in and out of the lineup for Gambrell over the last stretch of games. So it seems like the wingers, he doesn't want to move. But to me, those are the two guys. So out of them, who would be out first for you? I mean, either or, right? Like, Waddy, I think he, he's a good guy to have around uh, in the locker room, but I don't know if he's really getting it done on the ice anymore. He certainly isn't getting it done when he drops the gloves. Uh, Kelly hasn't been good. My my opinion is you call up Igor, get Igor on the third line, move Tyler Mott down to the fourth line, sub Waddy and Kelly in and out however you feel like, and um, that's the way you should go. I I hate to be a party pooper, but I think Crooker is best served staying in the AHL. A guy that's missed that much time. It makes way more sense for him to play top six minutes in Belleville rather than seven, eight minutes a night on a fourth line where he's just not going to click with those guys, right? And he needs to be playing. So I'm not at the point where I'm calling Crooker up. Give Sokolov a chance. I think he's in the right spot. I think he could make a nice fit on that third line with Broussard and or, uh, Matthew Joseph. So you think move Tyler Mott down to the fourth line? Yeah, move Tyler Mott down to the fourth line. That like we or said Joseph. before, he's yeah. he's. Oh, go ahead, Marsh. I would say even him or Joseph, either one of them, it doesn't matter. It doesn't nah, matter. I, same thing with Joseph. Like I know he hasn't played great, but I don't think you're gonna you're not gonna kickstart him by putting him down with less offensive players and playing that's, him that's less, a right? Good point. So yeah, that's a good point. That's where I'm looking at this. Um, and I think Sokolov could really help Joseph. He's a bigger body that's going to create space out there. He's got one hell of a shot. All you have to do is put him uh, on the wing and he can rip it. And yeah, like Spencer's saying, I think Mott is a poor third liner and a great fourth liner. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that's kind of probably true. And Joe making a great point too. Like Igor's not like a prospect that you need to – shepherd along here and hold him on a short leash he's 23 years old he's a point per game player in the ahl at some point his time has to come and i'm not talking about an eight game sample size when half the team has covid like he got last year then he came up for like three games averaged eight minutes a game that's not putting him in a position to succeed one of the things this team is struggling with hell we had mark castle matthew joseph on the power play Matthew Joseph is a phenomenal penalty killer, but I would rather save his ice time for the PK and even strength. Why not bring Igor up and all of a sudden, Giroux's a great disher. Get him opening up lanes for Igor on the power play, and that way teams aren't going to only have to commit to that little bumper play. How about the uh, TSN? uh, We'll give him a little pat on the back after tearing them down for for their interview there in the first period. The the head pat by Giroux? Yeah the the switch play that that's kind of weird no 
That's a very interesting pickup. I, I, like I didn't. It. I never caught them doing that during the play. That's for sure. But yeah, Drew was basically giving a pat on his head, and it, I guess it means something to the guys as far as what set play. They're My understanding run. is it's a rotation. Like he's letting them know he's on the half wall. He's going to rotate out, and then the guy that replaces him on the half wall now has the option to either shoot it or get it to the slot. That's from the two examples they showed. That's what happened. Yeah, fair enough. Kind of cool, though, that they were able to single that out. It didn't end up happening in the game, but great noticing by the uh, by the TSN crew. Speaking of Claude Giroux, I think this should be our final point here on the postcast, but I don't know if it would have mattered a whole lot. It would have made it 5-3, but that's as good of a save as you're ever going to see. Oh Being the cop play on Claude Giroux, like broken play, Shabbat gets it. By the way, Shabbat had a hell of a game, front to back. Great call, Martian, as the first standout, but... My goodness, what a save. Pilsy, you thought that one was in? Oh, yeah, especially with how hot Clotru has been lately. Like, I mean, that's typically a goal more often than not. But when you're a guy like Phoenix Copley and, and you're feeling it and you haven't played in the NHL much, you're making desperation save no matter what the score is. And he comes up with a really good one there. So, I mean, obviously you like Giroud to get that, but you got to tip your cap to Phoenix Copley there. At that point, though, you're just like Phoenix Copley. This is this is where this tip is our where 67s caps to them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Martian, let's get some thoughts on you, Tyler Bouge, making the preliminary roster. Yeah, it's great. I think, that, yeah, that's that's nice to see. I, I think that's been the goal for for him for as part of the season. That that was one of the things he wanted to accomplish is making the team. So he's got an opportunity now to do that. <laughs> Look at the hair on Ross. Unbelievable. Nice hat, and all buddy. The boys, all the boys are wearing the 67s hats here now. So if you want to watch some winning Ottawa hockey, you know where to go. That's the TD place. They're 21-4. and four, Not a bad record. Um, they're definitely the tops in the OHL right now. But, yeah, no, Tyler Boucher make, you know, being part of that camp invite, uh, that's just a step in the right direction. I, I hope he makes the team. It's going to be fun to be able to watch him there. Tyler Boucher. Absolutely love to see it for sure. So shout out to 67s. Great season for them. We had some fun there watching them lose twice in game four to get swept. Hey, that was, yeah. <laughs> that was um, should we look ahead quick? I mean, Thursday, we're going to be uh, doing the postcast a little later because I'm, I'm going to get off work around midnight uh, Eastern time. I'm going to run home. We're going to do it. It's already 830 Eastern start. So I don't know how much that's going to even delay it versus our usual time program. But uh, stay tuned for that. We've also got Saturday afternoon hockey. A lot of afternoon hockey coming up. I know the families will be yeah. happy about that. But I love afternoon hockey. It's my favorite. So many afternoon games. So Saturday against Nashville. Then the following weekend at Detroit, at Minnesota, both afternoon games. And I'm I'm just a little sour. I like afternoon games as much as the next person. I'm doing the Belleville games, and both are afternoon there too. So it's like, just come on. We can have time this better? Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> yeah, like that's it. tough for us. Anyways, the Ottawa Senators lose five two tonight, and I mean, we were never gonna say the p word anyways. But we're like, I was getting dangerously close. Like if they won tonight and against Dallas on Thursday, I was probably gonna start looking at the standings a little bit closer. But they, the delusion in which we were living was very, <laughs> yeah. very nice. It felt, it felt very, <laughs> that was nice. It felt very safe for the last two years. Tough. Yeah, I will. I mean, yeah, this is one loss. Let's just not make it two in a row. Like string together a couple more wins now. It's not. It's not the end. It's but it's. It's just. It's terrible losing. Guys, I'm not. You're spinning, on the mat. Not spinning the friggin' wheel. 
We're not there anymore. Oh, that was we're seven not. straight losses. No. That was seven straight losses. We gotta make a hard Pilsy, We gotta put her foot down when he when he tries to do that. The Sens I've have to be trying. bottom three. They have to be bottom three in the standings at least. Fair. If yeah, they are thirtieth, any night that we do a postcast, and as we do the postcast, they're thirtieth, thirty first, or thirty second. We spin the wheel. But we should remind everyone: we spun the wheel five times this year. They've gotten first three of them and second twice. Sure. So stay hot. It's the little things. Little bit Bring me fun. Leo Carlson. Let's go. And it's Robert Paul Levitan, Danny, my middle names. If you want, if you want to go full government on me, uh, but yeah, we're we're hoping for for better months ahead than what would allow the draft lottery. I would be perfectly fine drafting twelfth this year if it meant for an entertaining. Yeah. End. I don't care about the lottery or playoffs. Like, I just want to feel good and be delusional for stretches of the season and think this team is better than they are. Yeah. Um, Pilsy, should we make a... a uh, I can't commit. Got to save for the wedding. I was going to say, if the Sens draft top five, we're going to Nashville no matter what. <laughs> When's the draft? Late June? It's like, yeah, late June. But Nashville is such a great city for the draft. Oh, man. It's on my list. I know. I've never like, been. Great. Yeah, I could be I've tempted. Been, really yeah. Yeah. Martian, you would love Nashville. That's your kind of town. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. The live music there is incredible. Like, it'll blow your mind. You'll walk into a bar. Working. Any bar you go into, anyone who sings is, like, so talented. You're like, it doesn't yeah. make sense that you're not famous. Martian, we're still working, so getting, good. It's we're so good. working on getting you to Cabo, though. That's a real, that's a real chart. Yeah, that's gonna be a tough haul for me. I don't know about that one. I did do a big bachelor party last year. Wow, uh, so it's really like it, two years in a row. It's hard to do. If I had a little little buffer year in between, it would be way better odds. But I don't know about it, Ross. I I want to come. Trust me. Each COVID year counts two years, so I count last year still COVID year. So here you are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts tonight, Martian? Uh. I don't think we can overreact to this one. I think we just got to throw it away and hope for the best coming up on the next game here. Uh, and they got a tough stretch coming up here. They're playing against three playoff teams in the West, right? So um, this is this is it. I think this is the the you know the last stretch where it's like if they can't squeeze out a couple wins here, it's it's pretty pretty much curtains. Yeah, and the Dallas Stars, Ottawa's next opponent, are currently losing three nothing to Toronto at home right now. So they're going to be hungry. Yeah. Yep. So. That's that's tough. Pilsy, final thoughts? 5-2 loss? Final thoughts. We're not mad. We're disappointed, as the dads will be telling the sons tonight. And that's guys, how I led my recap video. Everyone go check it out on YouTube Shorts and on Instagram, TikTok, which we only go on to upload these shorts. That's all we do yeah. on TikTok. But you can <laughs> give us a follow there as well. I won't read any comments on TikTok. I don't know how. Too old. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair um yeah check out all our three things game preview videos and we do recaps after every game like ross is talking about and let's get some go sends go in the chat here to end the night okay. off hey eh? like let's get like like very not somber but very like nonchalant go sends go like we're not through the roof we're not depressed just like just a just a go lower sends case. Go. oh no lower case. lower case yeah lower case go sends go suvu play no, we appreciate everyone for uh, joining us after the game. We we want to make this an 82 out of 82 so that you know to come to Locked On Senators after each and every game. Shout out to the Martians. Shout out to Jack Richardson, fellows that are helping us out, grow the brand, and 
it's just the beginning right now. The numbers keep rising. Yeah. Just had our biggest quarter ever. And there's, what, three and a half weeks left? Unreal. And that's thanks to you guys, the sickos out there, who have made us a part of your daily routine. We cannot thank you enough. And even our sponsors want to thank you. Not only the Glebe Central Pub. Go make sure they know that you're from Locked On Senders when you come in. But get this. We were talking about Farm to Fork and how we're getting a care package. So, Martian, we're going to need a full report from you on the care package. Little spoiler. You're not just getting one steak. We're, we're getting you hooked up, all right? So okay. we're hooking you up. Clear the freezer. Make space. Uh, I'm you not got it. We're, we're hooking it up for you. But Derek Firth, the owner of Farm to Fork, absolute beauty, great guy. We get on a sales call with them. Martian, he's rocking an Expos hat. I was like, this guy's going to be such a beauty. He was. So here's, the, here's, here's what he wrote back to me. He goes, let's do a giveaway. So he wants people to be following Farm to Fork on Instagram. Okay. So follow Farm to Fork Delivery on Instagram, and he's going to throw in a giveaway for a Christmas meal for four. Mm. Turkey or ham. You make the call. He's giving it away. So go follow them right now. We'll give you more details on the giveaway coming up later. But you're going to have to be following him as a part of the giveaway. So make sure you're doing that right now, Farm to Fork. That's a sick giveaway. A full Christmas dinner for four people. That is. That's awesome. Dude, it's sick. And how about Shawarma Palace partnering with the Sens, too? Our friend Shawarma Palace partnering with the Ottawa Senders. If I can eat a shawarma while I I watch the Sens, I'm going to be blowing garlic breath in Leafs fans' faces every single battle of Ontario. I think it's going to happen, Ross. That's (laughs) that's the dream. You know, that's just one of those little things we've asked for. We've asked, and they're delivering. I think it's going to happen. We're going to be eating shawarma in the CTC. Wow. I, I think so. Can, can, can we take credit to bring the Ottawa Senators and Shawarma Palace together? Can we take credit? Because we are the liaison. At least partial credit. At least partial credit. <laughs> I, I want the big scissors and we're cutting the ribbon at the CTC with big smiles. That's what I want. You and me wearing, I asked our friends at Shawarma Palace. I For want the chef one coats. of those jackets yeah. that says Shawarma Palace that they rock behind there. I need oh, yeah. one of those right now. <laughs> and he wrote back. He said, we're sending you some merch. So we're going to be rocking that all the time. So. I can't wait. Hey, Kevin, let us know right now. We need to know this. The 30th anniversary yeah, poutine. Yeah, the poutine. Tried it? I'm into it. Martian, have you tried I, it? I, I tried it because I was at the uh, the the preseason event thing, and it was it was delicious. Yeah, it's great. That was for nice. influencers, right? Pardon? Say that again? That was for influencers? Influencers only, yes. Oh, do you know any? <laughs> you. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, we can't thank everyone for enough joining us. And my favorite part is like it's win, lose, or draw. Like it, it's not only obviously the numbers well, spike no when they win. That's cool, but we're here. And it's not like we're used to winning. We're losers. We are losers. And we <laughs> do this after every single loss, every single overtime loss. But tonight, at least, it was a loss to a Western Conference team. The power play goes two for four. They get 31 hits. DJ will love that. They outshoot their opponents. They win the faceoff battle. But they give up goals early, goals late in the first period. You just, when you're losing 4 1 after the first, it's not a good night. So, credit to the Sens for not folding the tent, though, eh, Pills? Like, at the end of the day, you got to look at a couple positives, and that's one. Another one is Tim Stutzla. Another multi point game, two assists for him. This guy yep. is just on another planet. And Thomas Shabbat has nine points in his last seven games. Long ago were the days of us trying to pump Shabby back up. Like, we were never on, like, hey, scratch him, but it was more like, hey, like, we need you. Like, if the Sens are going to win, you're going to be a big part of it. Yeah. Well, now being a part of it, and they're still not winning a whole lot. But 
Oops. It's all good. All good. All right. We got your final thoughts. My final thought is, you know what? At least the power play is looking good. Over 40% in their last six games. So, hey, at least they can start somewhere, but five on five has to be better in Dallas. Tomorrow on Locked On Senators, we have a Send Central citizen in Dallas who will be boots on the ground yes. on Thursday night. Looking forward to that. And then on Thursday, Claire Hanna from TSN, we will not be asking her about the interview. Maybe I'll sneak it in, but probably not. Don't. <laughs> but we're looking forward to having her on a Locked On Senators. All right, for tonight, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller and at Leams Martian, I'm Ross Levitan. We will talk again tomorrow in the Locked On Senders podcast where we've got your team every day.